episode number 166 of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear friends, and thank you so much for joining me today. All right, so I'm going to get right into today's episode because I have a lot to share and I do my very best to keep my episodes as to the point as possible and without a lot of fluff. So this episode was inspired by a client that I am currently working with. She gave me permission to share about her situation even though I would never share any personal information about any of my clients on the podcast. But still, I asked her if I could share about her situation because I know she listens to my podcast and I know that she would know that this is about her and I wanted to make sure that she would feel comfortable about it. And she generously said yes. So I have a client who is working on self-trust. In a very broad sense, this client questions a lot of her decisions, and it leaves her in a place of either inaction, because she's not making a decision, or feeling concerned or feeling guilty about the decision that she made. I'll give you a specific example of something that she's working on right now. So my client is a mom of young kids, and her kids come home from preschool or kindergarten with artwork. Now, if you're a mom of young kids, or if you were a parent of young kids, or if you remember back when you were like four or five years old, you will know that kids at this age come home with a lot of artwork, right? Like finger painting and coloring pages and pasting and birthday crowns and all of these things. In some schools, it's actually a lot. It's like every single day. Now, for me, I didn't get stuck on deciding what or how much to keep when my kids were young. For the most part, most of the stuff that came home went into the trash. (laughs) And I realize that may sound very aggressive or even apathetic, but that's not how I saw it at the time. I mean, I did hang some of their artwork up in their rooms, and I would keep the artwork long enough to show my husband so he could acknowledge them when he came home from work, but I definitely wasn't interested in keeping all of those papers and all of the birthday crowns and all of the paintings and all of that. I just didn't see a need. I truly didn't even give it too much thought. It's just not something that I thought needed so much thinking about. But my client is not this way. In fact, I think she would agree that she's at the other extreme, right? If I was at one end of like not caring so much, which of course I cared, I just didn't want to keep everything. She's kind of at the other end where she wants to keep everything. All the finger painting, all the glue work, all the coloring pages, literally everything. Now, if this didn't bother my client there really wouldn't be a problem. But the problem is, is that it does bother her because now her house is cluttered. She has boxes and boxes 
and boxes of her kids' stuff. And they're young, right? We're not talking about kids that are like 16 or 17 or 18 years old. The kids are still young. So there's even more stuff to come. And it's just continuing to accumulate more and more. And she wants to get rid of it. She really does. But she feels stuck. She doesn't trust herself with throwing the artwork away or even which pieces to throw away. So I wanted to walk you through the unstuck method to see if we can unpack this situation and demonstrate how you can use this tool to get unstuck from lacking self-trust. And then I'm going to share with you a few situations in my life where I am moving forward with things because I really got myself unstuck from doubt. So if I were walking my client through the unstuck method right now, this is where we would start. S. We would take a stop. When my client is not trusting herself, her mind is in the future of what may happen. So instead, we take a moment, we pause, and we come back to the present moment so that we can work through this. T, tell. I asked my client, which emotion are you stuck on? And the biggest emotions she is really stuck on is fear and guilt. You, uncover. So one of the things I heard my client say is, well, what if my kid becomes a famous painter one day? But remember, the uncover step, it's about our beliefs. So we need to turn her question into a belief, which maybe would sound like, I believe my child may become a famous painter one day. Although I'm not really sure that's the full belief. I think it's more than that. I think it's and if my child does become a famous painter one day, he's going to want to have all of his paintings from childhood to look back at and enjoy. That's what I think she's trying to say. And then, of course, we need to ask ourselves, is that true? Do we know that your kid is going to become a famous painter one day? And is he going to want to look back at all of his paintings? And of course, the answer is no, because we have no idea. We don't know what the future is going to hold. My client is painting this picture in her mind, no pun intended, but that's what she's doing, right? She's painting this potential picture in her mind about the future, and she doesn't even know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know if he's going to become a famous painter, and we don't even know if he's going to want to look back at his paintings that he made when he was four or five years old. She also uncovered the belief that her son is going to be mad at her, probably again because she didn't save the paintings. And I asked her, is that true? Do we know this right now that he's going to be mad at you? And of course, the answer is, again, we have no idea if he's going to be mad at you. But right now, my client is living in fear that that might happen. Now, how is holding on to that thought helping her? It's not, right? It's totally holding her back. So we go to the next step, C, for consider. First, it's really helpful to consider the opposite of what the beliefs were. So my client can consider that her son won't become a famous painter and he won't want to look back at his childhood paintings. That's totally a real possibility. She can consider that he won't be mad at her she can consider that it's not her responsibility 
if her adult son gets mad at her that she threw away, you know, some of this, the artwork when, when he was a child. She can consider that if her adult child gets mad at her, which by the way, no matter what you do, your adult children are going to be mad at you for something, right? That's just how life works. But unless people are learning really how to live deliberately, that's what's going to happen. They're going to blame their parents for nearly everything. And you can't control that no matter what you do, no matter how nice you try to be, no matter what you say. That's really the responsibility of the child, of the adult child. If your adult child is mad at you, that's really their responsibility, not yours. You can consider that staying in indecision is not helping you. When you don't decide something, it's actually holding you back. You can consider keeping one piece of artwork each month and throwing the rest away or one piece of artwork a week, or one piece of artwork a year, or something. Just consider making a decision, because making a decision and sticking with it is going to move you into action, and it's going to make you feel better than being in inaction. My client can consider the worst case situation, right? The worst case situation is her son becomes a Picasso, and he's disappointed that he doesn't have all of his work from when he was a kid. So what's really the worst case situation here is that her son is going to have to learn how to deal with that emotion. And that's it, right? My client also might have to deal with feeling guilty. And I told my client that she'll be able to get through that because she knows how to get unstuck. And that's really the worst thing that can happen is that she's going to feel a difficult emotion or he's going to feel a difficult emotion. That's it. My client can also consider there's no bad decisions. There are just decisions. Can you imagine living life like that? Like just deciding things and not being afraid that it's a bad decision? What if you can consider making a decision and then moving forward, believing it's a good decision and then dealing with whatever arises from that place? So there's lots of different considerations for my client, and I'm sure I can come up with many more, but those are just a few to start with. And then once she decides what she wants to consider, what she wants to take on, we go to the last step for K, which is kindness where we hold ourselves in self-compassion for getting stuck on doubt and not having trust in ourselves in the first place. Now, this episode is not necessarily about my client. I just wanted to start off the episode using her story because it was fresh in my mind and it really inspired me. It was really giving me a lot to think about. But the truth is, this phenomenon, it really happens to all of us. Because we need to make decisions in our lives, and many of us get stuck in lacking self-trust. Like, can I actually do this? Right? Can I actually leave my marriage? Can I actually turn this marriage into an amazing one? Can I actually lose weight? Can I actually start a business? Can I actually make a million dollars? Can I change careers? 
right? Can I recreate myself so that I'm going to be well-liked? All of these are decisions that clients of mine have and are making in their lives. And for many of them, the first thing that comes up when they make the decision on what they want to create in their lives is, I'm not sure I can do this, right? They doubt it. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust that they're making a good decision and they don't trust that they can actually do it. That's just the lower mind doing its job. So I wanted to explore this today because this stuck spot, it seems pretty prevalent. When we practice living deliberately, we begin with making a decision, right? What is it that I want to create? And one of the principles of living deliberately is that living deliberately is about being future-oriented. That means we are looking into the future to create something that very well may not have been created in the past. And the reason why we may be full of doubt is because we haven't seen or we haven't experienced that future moment yet. And so it's scary because we can't see the complete picture and we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And so really the first question we need to ask ourselves is, is, is that future moment possible? Right? Let's say I want to lose 100 pounds. Before I go about it, I need to believe that that is actually a possibility for me. I'm not talking about whether it's a good decision or if I can do it. I'm just asking right at the get-go, is this possible? Is this a possibility for me? Right? I want to make a million dollars. Is that possible? I want to create an amazing relationship with my partner. Is it possible? I want to leave my marriage. Is it possible? This is the first question you need to ask yourself. I want to live in a decluttered house. Is it possible? I want to change careers. It all starts here. Can you see that future moment? If you cannot see it, if you do not believe that it's possible, then you will not be able to create that future moment. You first have to believe in the possibility of being able to create that thing. And then if the lack of self-trust still exists, perhaps consider asking yourself, instead of, am I making the right decision? Ask yourself, can I effectively cope with the consequences of this decision? In other words, I encourage you to get clear about your decision. So going back to my client's situation, if I walk her through the clear way, we would start with C and we would get calm, take a few breaths, get back to the present moment. L, lighten. She probably would say, I know my son is going to be mad at me. And she would change her language. She would lighten it by saying, I have a feeling he might be mad at me, but I don't really know. E, Except, my client would say probably, I hope he doesn't blame me. And then A, accept that she accepts in advance that he might blame her, 
right? She accepts that because that might be the reality. And then R for responsible, she would commit to who she wants to be after she makes the decision so that she can move forward. Maybe she would say, I'm committed to being a proud, supportive, and loving mother. Or maybe she would choose other ways of being. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that she chooses how she's going to be responsible for herself in that moment. And she's going to let go of being responsible for her son. So maybe that kind of mother will save some of her children's artwork and not keep the rest of it. In other words, she won't be deciding whether it's a bad choice to throw away some of the kids' artwork, but rather she'll ask herself, can she effectively cope with the consequences of her decision? And the answer is always yes, because what are the consequences of your decisions? A feeling. And you can manage your emotions by getting unstuck. The truth of the matter is, every moment that arises in your life is a choice point to decide something or to stay in indecision. And when you decide something, it can either lead to lacking self-trust or it can lead to trusting yourself, which will evolve you forward. When you have doubt or you're lacking self-trust, it's because you're in a place of indecision. The moment you decide something, that leads to confidence, that leads to action, and that is what will evolve you forward. Not deciding keeps you stuck. Making a decision moves you forward. And you create self-trust by believing that there are no wrong decisions. There are just decisions. And if you can truly believe that, you won't be stuck. Because the worst thing, again, that can happen is that you have a difficult feeling, which yes, it might be uncomfortable, but it's something that you can deal with. Or another thing that can happen is that someone else feels a difficult emotion, but that's not your responsibility. And the truth is, yes, you are probably going to feel some sort of difficult emotion along the way anyway. It's true. That's a part of living deliberately. You don't go from here to there without feeling difficult emotions. You will. And if you're going to have to feel them anyway, why not live towards what it is that you want to create and feel the difficult emotions along the way rather than not create what you want and still feel the difficult emotions along the way. Do you see what I mean? But if you want to create something, let's say an uncluttered house, why not create that result and then deal with the emotions that come along with it rather than staying stuck in, I don't know what to do, or, you know, I don't know, or I'm confused. Because the truth of the matter is, nine times out of ten, you do know what you want. You're just staying stuck in indecision because you don't want to deal with the difficult emotions that are going to come. But they're going to come anyway in life. Why not move towards creating what it is that you really want? When you don't decide something, you get stuck in that place. And that doesn't produce a result. It doesn't move you forward. It just literally keeps you stuck. When you are in self-trust that decisions are just decisions and that you can deal with anything in the future, that propels you to make more decisions. 
Otherwise, you're just swimming in self-doubt or lacking self-trust. And honestly, you can be there for a long time. You can literally waste a life in self-doubt. And that is not fun. People ask me, how do you create self-trust? And my answer is that you create it by making decisions, which seems a little backwards, but it's true. When you decide something and you move forward with it because you believe it's a good decision, it gives you confidence. Confidence comes from making firm decisions and moving forward with them. It comes from the belief that it's a good decision without wavering in your mind whether it is or it's not. Confidence comes from a decision that wasn't based on fear, but rather based on clarity. In my life, I do my best not to make decisions from a place of fear, but really from that clear place. And ideally, I make decisions from a place of love. And just in the last month or so, I've made a few pretty bold decisions in my business where I knew I had the potential to get stuck in doubt, but instead I made decisions and stuck with them so that I could move forward with confidence instead of lacking trust with myself and with the decisions. I'll share with you the examples. The first one was regarding my Facebook group. I currently have a Facebook group. It's called Living Deliberately, and it has about 2,000 people in it. When I created that group initially, like three or four years ago, I had this vision that I wanted a big group. I literally thought that bigger meant better. And the group grew, which is great, but I didn't end up creating the kind of community that I really wanted to have, which is a community of people who are truly invested in this work, that want to engage with me and want to engage with the rest of the people in the community. And I've been thinking a lot about this over the last few months, and I made a bold decision that I'm going to close down that group and start a new one. That's a pretty big decision, right? Because it took me about three years or so to grow that group. And to be honest, I was stuck on lack of trust for many months about this, right? Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? What are people going to say? Are people not going to like me? How should I respond to them if they have a comment about this, right? Staying stuck in that place of indecision, it did not help me at all. In fact, quite the opposite. Making a decision and deciding firmly that I am closing the group actually has brought a lot of confidence in me moving forward. And by the way, when you make decisions, you should expect unsolicited responses from your friends and family. I heard responses from both ends of the spectrum, from that is a great decision, it is so smart, the new group is going to be great, to are you sure you want to do this? Maybe you want to keep the old group open and just use it to post things occasionally. Don't forget, you do have a new book coming out in August. Don't you want to keep your group so you can share the news with them? And when you hear all of these different opinions, it can be a little difficult. So it's important to go back to your decision, the one that you made, remember what you decided and stay on your path. And by the way, if you're curious, what I decided to do is this. Many of you already know that I've created an online do-it-yourself self-paced course called the Living Deliberately Blueprint. 
you can find it on the front page of my website, shiragura.com. I recently lowered the price from $147 to only $25 to basically make it a no-brainer decision for anyone who wants to stay engaged with me beyond just listening to the podcast or just receiving my weekly newsletter. And what I decided was to add two bonuses only for the people who enroll in that online course. One is that they're going to be invited into my new private Facebook group. In other words, by enrolling in the course, I will now know which people in my current group are serious about moving forward with me and who may be less interested in working with me. And either way is okay, but I need to know And by enrolling in this course, it's going to help me distinguish between who wants to move forward with me and who doesn't. The other bonus, by the way, for those people who enroll in my online course, is that they're going to be invited to my monthly live gatherings, where we come together as a community on Zoom to learn and share and support one another on our personal journeys with Living Deliberately. I'm actually really excited about this new move, and I'm so ready to start this new group, which I've already created, but it's not officially starting until next week when my current group closes. When I was in a place of inaction, when I was speaking to my friends and I was speaking to my coach about what to do with this group, because I felt like it just, I just didn't feel aligned, I was stuck. I was not trusting myself to make a decision. I kept asking myself, what if it's the wrong decision? What if I close it? What if I'm sorry that I close it? But the moment I made a decision and I stuck with it, it gave me confidence to move forward. And I know that I'm going to be able to deal effectively with whatever comes up. If I decide in the end that I want a larger group, so I'll create that. I'll create a larger group. I did it one time. I'll do it again. Whatever difficult emotions might come up during this transition, I know I will be able to cope with because I know how to manage my mind. So that was one thing that's happened where I got unstuck from lacking self-trust to really getting clear so that I could move forward. The second big thing had to do with my group program called The Journey. Over the past year or so, I've been running a group program that has gone through many different iterations including the number of people who have been in it, which is usually between 7 and 10 women. And just like the Facebook group inside of this journey program, there was just something about it where I wasn't feeling 100% aligned. And what I decided to do in order for me to feel more aligned with my role inside of the group, which is the coach, and to provide even more value to the women who are inside of this group, I decided to change the structure so that only three women will be in a journey at any one given time. By lowering the number of participants in my group, I'm enabling each woman to have much more time to share. They're going to receive so much more value in the group, and I'm going to be able to better help them create the results that they want to create in their lives. This structure feels so much more aligned for me, and I know it's going to feel so much more aligned for my clients. Now, was this an easy decision to make? No, it totally wasn't. I had a lot of doubt. 
because by lowering the number of participants, I had to increase the price. And that may mean that some of the women who are currently in it won't be interested to continue. And I knew I would have to deal with difficult emotions, wondering what the women in the group are going to think about this. But once I got unstuck from those difficult emotions, it gave me confidence to move forward. And I know that any other emotions that might come up as I continue creating this transition of this group program, I'm going to be able to cope with it because I have my tools. And the last change I'll quickly mention to you is that basically I've gone through a rebrand, right, in my business over the last few months. For those of you who have been with me for a while, you know that my business used to be called Getting Unstuck. In fact, this podcast used to be called Getting Unstuck. But as you also may know, while I still use the stuck method as one of my main tools, my work is not just about getting unstuck anymore. And let me tell you, changing the name of this podcast from getting unstuck to something else, that did not come easy. I had all of this doubt come up. What if people won't be able to find my podcast? What should I even call it? Am I going to lose my listeners? I have the few thousand people that listen to this podcast every single week. I was in indecision for a few weeks there, but once I got myself unstuck from fear and I made the decision to rebrand to living deliberately together, again, it gave me confidence to move forward. But remember, it's not confidence because I made the right decision. It was really confidence because I know that I can deal with anything that comes my way. It took me a while to make a decision, but once I got unstuck from the fear, I had confidence to move forward to rebrand to living deliberately together. That's the truth. The point is, I'm being faced with decisions all of the time, just like you are. Decisions are always coming into our lives, right? Like, should we marry this person? (laughs) Is he the right person I should marry, right? Should I stay married to this person? Should I change jobs? Can I lose weight? Can I be healthier? How do I be healthier? With each decision that's coming into our lives, we can be in doubt that we're not making a good decision, or we can trust that whatever decision that we make, not good or bad, but just whatever decision we make, it's going to move us forward so that we can continue to evolve ourselves rather than stay stuck. And the truth is, at least in my life, I'm finding that the more I make decisions, the more I stick with them, and move forward to manifest whatever it is I want, the better I get at making decisions and sticking to them, rather than giving in to them, because that's what really the two options are, right? Every time we have to make a decision, it's either about getting over the lack of self-trust, or or giving in to it, and we stay stuck. Most people do the latter because they get stuck in fear. But what I'm here to offer you today is that Staying stuck in fear keeps you back, and making decisions moves you forward. You're going to feel difficult emotions either way. So the question is, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you want to create? What do you want the final result to look like? If you want a decluttered home, make a firm decision and decide what you need to do every single day to create that decluttered home. Yes, difficult emotions may come up, but you can deal with them. If you want to leave a marriage, make a firm decision and do what you need to do each way to create that. 
If you want to create an awesome marriage, make that firm decision and do what you need to create that. If you want to leave a job, make a firm decision. Do what you need to do to create that. Just make sure, whatever decision you're making, that it's not coming from a place of fear or anger or any difficult emotion. Because in doing so, you're simply going to bring those emotions with you as you move forward into the future. So instead, make sure you're making decisions from an unstuck place. Get clear and then move forward. It doesn't matter what you're deciding to do. Staying stuck in indecision because you don't trust yourself is not going to move you forward. If you want to live a deliberate life, you need to get unstuck. You need to get clear and you need to make decisions that will evolve you forward to the life that you want to live and to the person that you want to become. Yes, making decisions can be uncomfortable, but I think what may be even more uncomfortable is looking back at your life in 10 or 20, 30 years from now and realizing you didn't live the life that you wanted because you were stuck on indecision or stuck on fear or stuck on doubt. So my friends, take a moment and think about where in your life are you stuck on doubt or lacking self-trust. And where can you get unstuck from that place? Where can you get clear so that you can move forward? For those of you who are members of the Living Deliberately Blueprint, we're going to be discussing this conversation inside of the online gathering this Tuesday. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wishing you all a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately together with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to start applying this work to your life, you have to check out the Living Deliberately Blueprint. It's my online self-paced course which will teach you my tools and everything you need to know about living deliberately. Head over to my website, shiragura.com, for more details. I look forward to starting this amazing journey with you.